The podcast world is growing bigger every day, and Himalaya wants to help you navigate it. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcaster some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free, it's the easiest to use, and we're adding cool new features every day. Go to your app store, download Himalaya, that's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A, and don't forget to follow Was That Good For You once you're there. Hey guys, my name is Rhea Carmona, and this is Was That Good For You, a podcast all about sex and relationships. We cover everything from kinks to long-distance relationships and everything in between. Today's topic is interracial dating. My guests today are Imani Hakim. You want to introduce yourself a little? Hey, I'm Imani Hakim. Um, <laughs> should I say I'm an actress? Yeah, say and a little I'm your bit about friend. yourself. I've been your friend for a few years, but I've been acting professionally since I was 11, so this is this is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like we should get into a little bit about um, how we met. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a very interesting thing. Let's do it. Uh, first, we'll let Daniel introduce himself. We have Daniel Weaver. Hey, hey guys. <laughs> Daniel Weaver. Uh, I am a writer, producer, semi-retired actor, Amani, and uh, who I'm working on a project with may drag me out of retirement, so yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah. uh, only for them. That's the only thing I would do. But uh, no, I'm very excited. Rhea, thank you so much for having us on. Of course. Yeah. On the way here, Amani, by the way, is my roommate. Yes. She's officially replaced Gabby, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were talking on the way here about how we met, and it, it actually makes a lot of sense for this podcast because we met through both of our ex-boyfriends. Yeah. Who knew each other. Yeah. Um, and then long after him and I broke up and him and you broke up, we just stayed friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's interesting for this podcast because they're both white. Yep. And so and we started dating them around the same time and, we and broke, broke up, up around, around the same, same time. time. So It's so interesting. Fun. Yeah. See, so. I know none of this. <laughs> so I'm very excited <laughs> yeah. to hear all these details. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I feel like we were probably dealing with a lot of similar issues. Similar and not similar because you were dating like a pop star and I was dating a magician which is yeah. very different. So <laughs> yeah. Did he work at the Magic Castle at any point he, in time? Oh, he did. He did. Oh, yeah. He did. God, I, love I the went to Magic, Magic Castle. Castle a lot. <laughs> I was very spoiled I've been for a, a couple long times. Time. It's it's cool. It is. It's really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah. So before we get into the full episode, I'm gonna give you guys today's word of the day. Today's word of the day is demisexual, which is a sexuality that you may identify with, where you have little or no capacity to experience sexual attraction unless you already have a strong romantic connection. Nice. I feel like a lot more people identifies this and don't even know there's a name for it yeah sometimes i feel like depending on the day that's me (laughs) (laughs) i feel like it's an especially maybe i'm bunching everyone together but i feel like it's an especially female thing yeah that you kind of have to have more of a romantic connection before you can feel any sort of like sexual connection totally you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it just makes it a lot easier so um an interesting statistic I found when I was doing some research for this episode, 17% of marriages today um, worldwide are interracial. Is that higher or lower than you guys expected? I, my first initial reaction to hearing that is I think that's lower than what I expected. I thought so too. But maybe because we live in LA. Yeah, that's that everyone's exactly in an interracial relationship and it's so normalized yep. out here. Yeah. But if you look at the rest of America or the rest of the world, it's not that common. Yeah. And that was just in the States, seventeen percent. 
Seventeen percent. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah I, I think we're in our own bubble out For here. For sure, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So it it does seem more common, especially like in our friend group, etc. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean that that seems much lower than what I would. If you if you you if you would have asked us, right, I would have probably guessed like thirty percent. I would have guessed around that too. Double, double but like you said, yeah. the bubble thing makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. On my on uh, a previous episode we did about sex on the first date, it said that fifty percent of people are okay with sex on a first date. And I thought that was kind of low. And then my guest pointed out, she was like, no, I think that's an LA thing that people are just a little bit more open Open. sexually. But you have to look at like middle America and like all these small towns and stuff where it's still normal to kind of like date for a very long time before you take it to that next step. Totally. I guess we definitely live in a bubble, which is good and bad because I feel sometimes spoiled living in LA when I hear things on the news and I'm like, oh Oh, my God, I'm so glad that I don't, like have to deal with this firsthand I guess yeah I feel very spoiled by it I think yeah just to piggyback on what you were just saying just anything in the news or I'm getting a little sidetracked here but like it just really puts any everything into perspective with like interracial dating anything on the news we're we're truly really in our own bubble right it's very very normalized I hear I see things I feel like Facebook is the place where you really get a gauge on the whole on the whole country because everybody's on you know what I mean like versus like Twitter whatever Um, and you see these you know kids everybody pulls out their phone nowadays when anything bad happens and you see these like things where interracial couples like aren't getting let into prom and shit and it's so bizarre to me and crazy that that's a thing that still happens like that I think there was a story last year about that really they wouldn't let and they had you know the the faculty member or whatever who wouldn't let them in it was was obviously racially charged that they didn't let them in and they gave them some bullshit excuse of like he he wasn't dressed right and he was like wearing Mm. a suit but I think maybe he had like he had like dreads or something yeah something something ridiculous yeah. Yeah. and they refuse to let them into prom together wow a white that girl sounds and black guy. insane because if you think about it like it, it it shouldn't have been a stigma passed about the mid-60s right or, or i mean obviously none of us were alive at that point in time uh-huh. even though i'm a little older <laughs> uh, but you sure uh, you weren't alive yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay hey, just uh, stem cell research is uh, it's not a big deal um but but my point is 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 that you know to, to hear that and to hear that that happened just last year yeah. somewhere in the United States, it, it, it breaks your heart. It because, does. Because you, you ultimately look at it and go, if you're in an interracial relationship, obviously your child is not going to completely, if, if one day you choose to have children, your child could potentially not completely be the same race as you. You would never want them to experience something like mm-hmm. that. So Absolutely. if you say something like that now, I would have never thought in the 60s or 70s that that would still be happening in 2019. It's it's insane. It's yeah. so crazy. And it's so, like we said, it's so normal here that it makes it so shocking to think that people have to deal with that in other places. Yeah. It's just crazy to me because I'm so used to seeing relationships that I'm in or you and yeah. or you know what I mean other people and yeah. it's so 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 normal to me yeah we don't bad an eye at that We're and just... even live coming from Miami because mm-hmm. also I think a lot of times people in LA it's I also feel very lucky because and a lot of people I feel like feel lucky because they can compare it to wherever they came from whatever small town they came from and be like oh this is a breath of fresh yeah. air out here and yeah. friends from like Tulsa and all these places and they're like yeah it's a little different out here and I feel like I'm also kind of lucky being from Miami where so many people are of color. I mean, my high school was probably 80% 
something that wasn't white. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it was pretty diverse. It was mm-hmm. cr- super diverse. Mm-hmm. I mean, more people speak Spanish than they do English. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone is either like Cuban, Puerto Rican, Dominican, Haitian, Jamaican. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Um, and so it's just something that I personally can't even... It's it's so shocking to me because it's something I've never, ever dealt with. And not to say that, like, certain Hispanics can't be racist and that stuff doesn't... I mean, that, that stuff, unfortunately, exists everywhere, but I've been very lucky to never have, like, dealt with, like, this middle America kind of small yeah. town thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, on the opposite <laughs> side of that coin, I probably primarily my community that I grew up in, mm-hmm. in in the middle of the country was probably the opposite. Right. It was mm-hmm. probably 20% diverse and, and 80% primarily Weaver? white Oklahoma. So Cle- yeah, Cleveland, yeah. I, I wow. clean up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I it's, so. it's, 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 it's kind of the opposite side of that. Now with that being said, in my particular community, I never saw any form of blatant racism. Right. I wouldn't say that by any means, but, um, you know, I, I know that at the time, mm-hmm. specifically any any of my relationships that that I have brought girlfriends back that right. that have that are back for a wedding or, or meeting my parents for parents were always very accepting, uh, friends, college friends, high school friends, always very accepting. Yeah. But I'm sure you know uh, there are stories that were the opposite of that, even from that region or 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 Cleveland, anything like that. Yeah, I'm from Cleveland, and so. Coming up, I didn't see very many. I didn't see any interracial relationships at really? all. So I think I was one of those people who came out here, and for the first time, I saw it when I moved to LA, and it was. I had cultures. It was culture shock for me. It was. It was new. It was fresh. But now, like I, I couldn't even imagine living any differently and I personally have never brought anyone home before ever <laughs> no wow I've never it, you have to be a very special person for me really to bring you home. so you yeah. haven't done it yet I have not longest <gasps> relationship uh over three years and he, he never met your parents he ne- family he met my dad because gotcha. my dad came out here okay but you've never uh, brought anyone back. I never wow. have brought anyone home wow. so Maybe the first guy. Okay, go home. He gets my he gets my approval. <laughs> he, he gets, gets my, my approval. approval as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, right? Yeah. So, how was it um, dating growing up? Did you date other races? Yeah. Well, I think my, my very first love, he he was black. He was uh, biracial. He was black and white. Okay. And um, and then everyone else that I've dated after that have been Indian, Pakistani, Pakistani. Um, have been Asian, white. I've dated all all races. All races. Yeah. So, yeah. It, I mean, again, like, and I didn't start dating until I was seventeen. Right. Really. So. Right. Um. Yeah. It's it's been interesting as a as a black woman, especially because I've dated a lot of white men too, and like my longest relationship was with a white guy, and that was just a fascinating dynamic of trying to find the balance of someone who's so very very different right. than I am Absolutely. someone who's at the top of the pole and so mm-hmm. now I'm you know looked at it being at the bottom of the pole in America and so uh, it was a lot of cultural differences and I think at the in the long run that kind of showed up in our relationship so yeah. it's it's it is fascinating that sometimes we do, try not to make race a big deal but um, I say it, it is something that it doesn't have to be looked at as a negative thing, as that right. we're different. It's something that it's, it's like a superpower that we get to learn from each culture. Absolutely. In a perfect know? world, it's not a thing at all. It's not a good thing yeah. or a bad thing. It's 
totally normal. Yeah. I mean, I, I read, and I wish I knew the actual statistic, but I read somewhere that there's not even, in not even that long, in like 50 years or something, everyone's going to kind of be a very similar color. Yeah. And it's going to be like this very like, way closer to like dark skin than it is light skin yeah. everyone's going to be mixed it's everyone's at some point mixed, like 50 yeah. years to the point we're all almost going to be kind of the same color which is so interesting yeah yeah i think uh our just forefathers being... would be rolling in their graves <laughs> yeah, and i'm man. living for it yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it's, it's very interesting mm-hmm. so what about you daniel growing up did you date outside of your race growing up i mean primarily through high school first girl that was not white that i dated seriously was in college okay but through high school, I mean, every every girl was probably five five shorter blonde, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, but now, I mean, this is again gonna date me. But uh, uh, the Last Dragon, uh, Barry Gordy's film. Anybody see that? I didn't. Okay, no. see, yeah, mid eighties. Anyway, okay. Uh, Denise Matthews, Vanity. You guys know who Vanity is? No. no. She was like my childhood crush. <laughs> childhood crush. Okay. And uh, I mean that like that. I was probably like ten years old, and I mean she was like one of Prince's proteges. Like she was mm. beautiful, mm. and so um, I was. I man, I was like, that's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my yeah. entire life. So I think that was like the that was like the epitome. Like once I crossed that, I was like, well, that's it. That's you it. <laughs> so I was like, I'm in. Never I'm turn in. it back. That's yeah. funny. Um, but no, I mean, and, and then uh, after college, and and I'd probably say probably 80% of my long-term relationships have, have been outside of my race. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I'll bring this up because when you guys first talked to me about this, an athlete actor who I've met in passing a couple times, he was doing a press conference after an event mm-hmm. and he's in an interracial marriage. Okay. And he had a comment that he made where he said something that I always said, which was, I don't see color. Right. right? And I was like, okay, you know what? I get that. And then his wife immediately fired back at him and said, well, then you don't understand my experience. Yes. And like this happened like three weeks ago, a month ago. And I was immediately like, oh, wow. Mind blown. Yeah. Because for a very long time, that was like the the good, the PC thing to say was I don't see color. And now it's becoming this thing where it's like, "Mm, well, you probably should. should. And this just adds to what I was saying earlier. It's that it's okay to see color because that's it's better than choosing blatant ignorance. And by saying that we don't see color is kind of like our, our scapegoat to not have engaging in the conversation about yeah. yeah adversities that we all get to mm-hmm. experience right. you know so it's it's okay to see so color. have you Imani had to kind of start that conversation when you've dated um white guys for example yeah I mean that was a very popular <laughs> saying in our relationship yeah. I don't see color but it was it was one of those things for me especially like um being a black woman and dating a white guy and being surrounded by all of his white friends where this conversation would sort of come up a lot and I almost felt like because I was the only minority in the room that it would sort of be hard for me to make a point of why it's why we should choose to see the differences in all of us um but yeah it it um it's it's weird. It's weird when uh, you feel like it's more of like um, someone's dating you because of 
they're fetishizing your your ethnicity instead of liking who you are as a person because so many times I've met white guys and they're like oh you don't act like a typical black girl and I'm like personally experienced that yes that just made me like yeah and to me I'm like what does that mean because I do act like a typical black girl to me you know yeah. whatever that means and, wh- and right and exactly and then you have yeah. to get into this deeper conversation of like what does that mean what, does that what mean? is a quote-unquote typical black woman to you and then why are you attracted to me then and that you know right. it, it raises the question so it's it goes back to like this whole thing of like quote-unquote talking black or yeah, something and it's exactly. like exactly that and, right and are you only dating me because i don't fit the mold of whatever but it's it's so it's so complex. It's right. such a complex. It how is. would you? Use, I mean, I'm I'm very curious. How would you usually handle that? Like, well, I would ask. What does that mean? Yeah. You know, what yeah. is a typical black girl? Typical response you yeah. would get back would be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, just just yeah. crazy. Would would he not know how to respond? No, they 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 would say like, oh, you don't talk like this, and, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't identify with that. But even if I did, I mean. What what does that mean? Yeah, you know? it's such a deeper conversation, yeah. and you end up those conversations inevitably come up more. I didn't realize that until so growing up in Miami, I only dated Hispanic guys. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody kind of was, and so my my like three very very serious relationships uh, before I moved to LA were all uh, Hispanic guys, um, which. Obviously, like, I love being Hispanic, and I'm proud of it, but Hispanic men are just a fucking handful. My God. They just have... And they're just like my father, which, like, makes a lot of sense. They have the worst tempers. Yeah. Terrible tempers. And I'm just like, relax for two seconds. You're all so fussy. So I came to LA. You're all so fussy. I love it. You're so fussy. Take a nap. You're all so fussy. Um, And then I moved to LA, and I met... Mm -hmm. Who was my first... Different everybody yeah <laughs> well the name's gonna be bleeped anyway i, I was about to say oh, this oh, yeah. is news to me if the yeah. two of you guys dated the same <laughs> and i was like this is, it's, let's go down yes. that road yeah. let's go down um, that path yeah. and he was the first white guy i dated mm-hmm. and it just opened up all of these conversations that i had never had before because and it wasn't even i never it's hard because you date someone who is white or a different race than you and you get to know them and you understand that it's not um they're not openly racist or whatever and even ignorant sounds like a strong word they just like they just don't know they really don't know there's an intimacy that comes from being in a relationship with someone versus like just being their friend or whatever where these conversations are so they become it's like these emotional conversations come up and it's like we had them in the beginning all the time that was always something that uh was uh that worried me if I were to settle down with someone outside of my race, what would the conversation look like if we were to have kids? Yeah. If you're choosing not to have this conversation now, what would it look like if we were to bring another life into this world? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's it, it goes It goes back to that that the conversation about uh, the experience, yeah. you know, that's a two-way street. In the same way that, that you can't relate to one experience, maybe he can't either, right. you know? And, and ultimately that conversation, especially when children get involved, somewhere mm-hmm. down the road because it's like how how would how would you as a guy or how would you as a girl have that conversation with that child absolutely you know? yeah do you yeah. feel like you've had those conversations with the women you've dated that were outside of your race where you felt like oh i'm learning something 
This is I, when I that quote like went viral like mm-hmm. three or four weeks ago, and I, I read that. It, it, it's weird, like almost flashbacks, like almost flashbacks, where I was like, "Oh my gosh, she was trying to explain something to me." Yeah, three four years ago, right. and I kind of in like a dude bro, you have a broken leg, let's put it in a cast type of way. <laughs> I just want to fix the problem. Yeah. Right. I'm protective, uh, you know, and you can say that's archaic, but like you, you ultimately want to care and fix the problem. Uh, yeah. When in that specific example, I probably should have sat down, learned from the experience, mm-hmm. had a conversation from the experience. Yeah. And that evolves, that continues. It's not just let's put your broken leg in a cast, yeah. if that makes sense. Absolutely. That may not be the right analogy, but yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that that's key. And, and uh, the the aspect of bringing children into the world, specifically, if, if you want to, I, I, I was I was on Fryman the other day hiking and there was there was a uh, mixed race couple and they had their little one with them. And I was yeah. like, oh man, you know, it's like, I don't have that many moments in my adult life where I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And like you, you sit there and you say that, but then those type, those types of conversations still, even, you know, in 2019, to ask yourself, Amani, ahead of time, to have that that vision and go, hey, you know what, I need to think about these conversations. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Absolutely. That's a step mm-hmm. in the right direction. In the same way, if you decided to marry someone out of a different religion than you, mm-hmm. it's like those yeah. conversations kind of have to happen before you decide to take it to the next level, whether that's moving in together or meeting their family or having children or whatever that is. It's one of those things where it's like, we need to be on the same page. Yeah. It's a, par- a part of our foundation. It's a part of like who, ha- what makes us who we are today. Exactly. So it has to be brought up. It exactly. It has to. Let's take a quick break. Another interesting thing that I found when I was doing kind of research for this, and I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if it's a cool thing or a good thing or a weird thing, so I wanted to get you guys' perspectives. There are, and I had no idea, uh, interracial dating apps. They're called, like, (laughs) Swirl. And stuff like that. Swirl. And it's just like, it's something, they're called Swirl, Mingler, Interracial People Meet. Just They walk straight (laughs) to the point with that name. Um, Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know necessarily how I feel about it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing, but I was just kind of surprised that there's an entire dating app world specifically for people who want to date outside their race. And again, maybe this is goes back to me being in an L.A. bubble of like, why sure. would you need to do that? Yeah, there's <laughs> there's people everywhere. Yeah. Um, I didn't know about the apps. Did you know about I them? mean, I, I was in a social media like void until like a year ago. <laughs> right. I, I had no clue what I was doing. No. So I was unaware of that. <laughs> no. You were unaware of Swirl. <laughs> I Sorry. I No apologies to Swirl. I'm sure Which you're a phenomenal a great, app, It's actually but, a very, very catchy name. It's a yeah. great name. The guy who thought of that was like, guys, I got it. It's Swirl. <laughs> I wonder if it's a yeah. white guy or black guy or it, woman. It was for, he was for sure like, damn, what do I want to name? I really want to do an interracial dating app. What do I want to call it? Yeah. And he went to one of those classic like frozen yogurt place that just has like chocolate vanilla and then the swirl, swirl in the middle yes. and he was getting it with his cake going and he was like swirl, swirl. this is the one <laughs> yeah um, but it's interesting that and again maybe this goes back to like people being from small towns yeah and they want to date someone out of their race and they can't yeah and this app is for them and yeah it d- totally makes more sense for any place outside of a the big coast city. of yeah, outside of the a big city like New York or LA. Very very interesting. Though. Yeah, I would I would crazy. love to know like what the uh, user base is. I know, you know? Like, I know. Is, is it huge? Is it not? Like wh- what's the what's the footprint? Right. Yeah, yeah, it'd be really interesting. And I would actually really like to know. I know that this is probably not gonna happen, but I would love to know like demographics. Like where yeah. are these these people? You're yeah. probably right in in like assuming that if they're not in in. A coastal city, like Amani said. Yeah. Like, 
what do you do? What do you turn to? Something like that. And that's you know? what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so pros and cons to dating outside of your race. I'm gonna. Why don't you take no, this you first. Go first. <laughs> I, I don't want to start off this entire time. I don't want to start off negative, but we, you touched on this earlier, and I definitely want to elaborate on this. Is okay. the fetishization of um, races and stuff? I think that's interesting because I've dealt with that a bit, and I, I'm Hispanic, I'm Middle Eastern, and I, although I very heavily identify with my Hispanic side because I grew up, I grew up with my father's side, which is Cuban, and I grew up in Miami, and I am like a proud Latina, but I also understand my privilege of being like I don't have an accent I'm not an immigrant I'm not I don't I'm lighter skinned so I understand that but even then I and I didn't realize I thought this was kind of cutesy and like a cool thing about me until like it got a little more woke as I got older but (laughs) like a guy wanting me to like call him poppy or being like say something in Spanish while we're having sex and it's like there was one point where I was like that's oh my god like I'm I'm Hispanic and cute and now I'm like wait a second that might be fucked up yeah. Like, is, like yeah. wait a second. This might not be. And, and again, it goes back to like, they're not thinking about it in yeah. a way of like, I'm doing something racist or I'm fetishizing her culture. Yeah. Or even as little as like, oh, I love when you wear those big hoops. It's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> those like, little things. Like, yeah. But I used to think like, the cute thing about me. Thing. And now I'm like, yeah. wait a second. Is that okay? Is yeah. it okay? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um,. Yeah, man. <laughs> man. Do you feel like you've been fetishized? Oh, yeah. Really? Of course. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, if we look at the media and how black women are portrayed in music videos or movies, mm-hmm. it's it's very much based about we're very sexualized. Absolutely. So why wouldn't everyone else look at us that way? You know, yeah. Um, and so I feel like, um, like my body type is very, very sexualized from being like um, the way that people like approach me. Or, um, but it, I, I think it's just like it goes back to what I was saying about like wanting to get to know uh, a person by just who they are, or just being attracted to them because of like the outside package of what it is that they represent. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I, it, I, yeah, go oh, on. I, I was gonna say. I think everybody has a type. Like, and and that's not just like a skin color issue. Right. I th- I yeah. th- I, or, or a subject. It's you, you could be into slender frames or or uh, guys that are a little more built or, yeah. or something like that. Right. Right. And so I I think that we're attracted to what we're attracted to. Absolutely. Right. Uh, if if the media's influence on that definitely valid. That is a completely valid commentary because. Uh, th- that is across the board and uh, uh, current project that Amani and I are working on right now um, one of the actresses that, that worked on it, worked, it was at our last table read brought it up to and she's of mixed descent, Asian. Okay. And she specifically was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have white guys come up to me all the time. And you can tell that they have like Asian fetish, mm-hmm. an Asian fetish. Right. And I mean, I don't want to tell her story specifically, but I was completely like caught off guard by that. Right. I was like, huh? And what? It big, yeah. Blew it, my mind. It brings up the question of you, you're saying that we all have a type. Let me bring something <laughs> like, like you, we all have a type, but do you think there's a different uh, or between a preference and type and uh where's the line between that and a fetish 
I, I don't think it goes hand in hand. Yeah. I, I don't think it goes hand in hand at all. Right. Because I think like what she was specifically talking about, mm-hmm. what both of you all were talking about, that's one of those things that is almost, uh, uh, what are the motivations for the individual, yeah. right? Yeah. That comes down to motivations. Right. Yeah. And, and it's not, it's not a, uh, it's not, I don't want to use the, it's not pure of heart. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, like, it's not as simple as, you see someone, your brain says, I'm attracted to them, and you want to get to know them and see where that goes, which I think that's more of like a preference versus saying, oh, look at that, like, I don't know, girl with big curly hair and hoops, I want to have sex with her. No. That's, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like one is a lot more demeaning and like carnal, and mm-hmm. one is a little bit more, like you said, pure of heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 mm-hmm. Personally, you've experienced this? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But it's just, very crazy yeah um what conversation could you if if you're comfortable have what do you have any like specific conversations that you can think of that you've had with someone outside of your race that were like you were like oh i'm having this because we're having this conversation because he's this race and i'm this race and there's a kind of a disconnect there like did you and um ever have a conversation where you had to be like look this is what you said is wrong because of this or he like oh, didn't I'm, understand I'm something. Sure. You know what I mean? We yeah, I'm sure. I'm just uh, trying to go back in my my thoughts. <laughs> I blocked out that relationship. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a void. Like my social media void. It's just a void. Yeah. Um, come back to me. I I have, I've had maybe one or two experiences where. Uh, more so like friends, friends that have grown up yeah. that maybe have not traveled the same path that I have traveled. Right. That have met one of my girlfriends that is a mixed race or not white. Uh, sometimes the way they've said things. And it comes – sort of how you explained it, it's it's that part of that experience. Yeah. Like they didn't know better. Right. But they should have. Yes. And it, you've had to have a moment where you kind of grab them by the arm, bro. Come on, like don't don't say that or don't yeah. do this or, right. or, or don't do that. Just based off your your uh, perception of what my girlfriend is like, based on what you've seen in media or yeah. based on what you've seen her. You know, if, if she's in entertainment, you know yeah. what she's played on television, etc. Right, like that type of experience. I've I've had to I've had to do that a couple of times, and and that led to conversations that were along those lines. Yeah, and it was never a it never got heated. It never got to like a like a point. You know, a very special episode of right. You know? But you still had to you still had to sit down and and kind of step into that role, which is was foreign to me. I was not prepared to do it. You right. Know? Yeah. I think that sometimes when you are, for example, white and you're dating a woman of color, you probably have to step into that role more often. And I'm sure that there are men out there who don't necessarily want to take on that responsibility. Yeah. Um, this, you know, their friends say something and obviously you understand that it's kind of like you're taking this responsibility of like, oh, I have to educate, but I'm sure there are guys who would just let that slide because it's their bro and like he doesn't know any better and like I just I don't even I don't wanna I don't wanna get into it. You know what I yeah. you know what I mean? There was an incident where there was a song that came on, a hip hop song, obviously. <laughs> and I was with um I was with my partner at the time and his friends and uh they were all white. And one of them slept, just said the N-word casually. Right. And so it opened up the conversation of why um, why that's not okay. Right. And I think it's, like, because I'm in the room and I'm dating a white guy, for some reason, like, 
people think that you can get a pass. And so you kind of have to like have this whole conversation of why it's not okay that you can get a pass. And then it turns into this debate. And I'm questioning myself, like, why am I even explaining this no. to you? Right. Shouldn't you just know? Um, but yeah, it's it's really fascinating how far people will go to try to like get away with certain things just because oh, absolutely. Like, you are the minority in the room. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. How did he, so you, in that situation, you said something? I did. And how did he, how did your partner react? Not the way that I wanted him to. Not Um, totally on your side. No, I didn't feel like he had my back. And so it turns into one of those situations where I could easily become or be looked at as the angry black woman Mm -hmm. in the room. Right. And so I have to then make a choice myself. And I'm like, okay, how do I want to, should I just like let this one go like how far do I want to take it without seeming like I'm picking a fight because it gets to a point where you're like do I want and 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 maybe maybe this is like laziness but you get to a point where you're like god does does every conversation have to be about yeah and it it also gets to a point where you don't want to have to educate someone who's choosing to be with you right you know you want them to have you want them to make that choice for themselves to educate themselves and to stand up for you and being their partner or just in general being a voice that we don't um that we may not have, right. you know, and understanding their power dynamic in the situation. Um, I'm curious, what was the follow-up like, the follow-up <laughs> conversation? Because obviously on the day yeah. in that room, he he was very inappropriate when it came to supporting you. Yeah. So, so the follow-up conversation, did that go the way that you wanted it to? Uh, <laughs> this is why I'm not with him today. <laughs> Question answered. <laughs> yeah, so we'll just say it was a, it was it was repetition. It was it was repetitive. You know, we would have um, multiple conversations regarding why certain things just would not fly and should not be happening, yeah. and him trying to process it and just not understanding it yeah. at all. So, like after a while, it's it for me. It became a moment where I felt like I had to hide who I was or I couldn't speak my mind the way that I wanted to because I felt like I was being judged for feeling passionate or feeling disconnected for something that has to do with my race yeah, absolutely. or feeling like I'm complaining about something. So overall, yeah, like the conversations never panned out the way that I wanted them to. Um, and I didn't feel like the effort was being made to understand it either. And yeah. that's why we are no longer together. <laughs> and that's that's the thing. It's like it all comes down to effort. Yeah, on both effort. on both sides of just yeah. like understanding, um, educating, and having that like patience to be like, okay, yeah. I don't understand this. Explain it to me, and then after they explain it, be like, okay, now I understand that it's this is something I need to be educating myself on, kind of regularly. And it's both sides; it works both ways. Yeah, me, I I would love to get to know like what your foundation is and where you come from. You know, right? Um, have you? I have an interesting question. Yeah. Have you had? We've talked a lot about like your struggles as a person of color. Mm-hmm. Have you had the opposite where you've had to be um, educated by at all since he's Asian? Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But that is something that we we dove right in right. from the beginning you of our relationship. You guys are both, I feel like, big communicators. Yeah, so. yeah. So that was, there was, I, 
if anything, that we connected so hardcore on that, you know, of just like different adversities that both of us have experienced, him being an Asian guy and me being a black woman. And they're very, very similar if you think about it. Because if you look at just the way that black women are viewed and Asian men are viewed, yeah. they're both like, uh, black women are usually tend to be overly, overly sexualized and Asian men are put into this non-sexualized category yeah. where they're like nerded out and, but it's like, so it's it's very fascinating the conversations that we've had yeah, and how I'm we've sure. connected over that and yeah yeah that's amazing yeah I love that it is it's cool I had an an interesting one one conversation that super sticks out to me that I had with my ex who was white it was so it was like it was just an interesting conversation he he never really quite grasped it. and I one thing I will say about him is he was really good at educating and there's a lot of times where like at random points he would like thank me and be like man I was so like for lack of a better term like hometown and local before you and like yeah. I feel like you've kind of like opened up this this side of me and that was not even to do with race sometimes it was like him like he'd say something uh, like misogynistic or yeah. whatever and I had to explain to him like it's my body I can do whatever I want my guy you know what I mean <laughs> things like that that he just like didn't fully we had to like have a lot of conversations um, but one thing was I noticed that sometimes I can I just assimilate a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I used to be a lot more in tune with being Latina and and stuff when I was obviously in Miami and I was surrounded by that. Um, and then I moved to LA and a lot more of my friends are white out here. And I just found myself not necessarily, yeah, a little bit losing that. Um, and so when Gabby, my best friend and I, who's also Hispanic, we get together and like our Latina side comes out yeah. way more. Yeah. And brought it up once and again he didn't mean to bring it up in in any way that was um offensive but he was like he was like you're so different when you're with Gabby (laughs) and and he saw it as almost like fake you know what I mean he was Mm -hmm. like you guys like your like accents come out or you like get a little bit more like loud or you like you know what I mean you know what I mean you just say certain things and I got a little upset because he like he almost without realizing it was like accusing me of being fake and I was like no I'm actually kind of being fake when I'm more around you yeah. and your friends you're to code be honest switching. yes you're code switching exactly yeah. and 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 it he didn't understand that and it that was a big conversation that always kind of stuck out to me is like it was just a disconnect he mm-hmm. just like didn't and I think part of him felt a little bit um out of the loop when he was with us it was like a little yeah. like uh, and I was like yeah well that's that's uh, how we've been feeling <laughs> <laughs> Was there, out of curiosity, from from the male perspective on that, was it every time did you just try to dumb it down to like maybe explain it to him in the simplest way possible? It just was not getting through? Yeah, and it was was hard because I don't, I couldn't even tell you to this day what it was because there are certain conversations that really did get through and he totally was like, oh man, I get it. And then for some reason there are certain ones like that where he just like couldn't understand the concept of. I'm sorry. I knew. I know there's a term, but I couldn't think of what it is. Code, Code switching. switching. Yeah. He couldn't understand it, and I think it's because he was white and he grew up around white people, and so it was quote unquote more normal for me to act like that. So for me being more Latina, he saw that as my kind of like different side, and I was like, no, no, yeah. no, no. The one that you've been seeing is more of my different side. Not necessarily that either is fake. Yeah. Just different sides come yeah. out at different that moments. Happened. Yeah. There that was happens. a time when. Uh, I, when I was dating where I was on a phone with my cousin I think okay and uh, it's, it's not an epic story but but when I was on the phone with my cousin and I got off the phone I was like I've never heard you talk like that before where did that accent come from like I've never heard you speak like that and 
But it's one of those things where, like, you know you're putting on, I right. guess, but you don't realize how vast the difference is. Until I guess, somebody so points on the out. outside tells you what's going on. Yeah. So it's, it's do you think that's do you think that's an industry thing? You think that's an LA thing? Like, what, what is what is that? Out of curiosity. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't have an answer for you. I don't um, either. I think it might be at least with just his first time being with somebody who had two different sides to them. Because at the end of the day, I do kind of have considerate two different sides. Yeah. I also think for somebody who's mixed race, and I've had conversations with other friends of mine who are mixed, you have this kind of identity crisis of mm -hmm. like, I, I'm, I don't speak great Spanish, so I'm not Latina enough. Or I um, am not, I don't know, like I code switch and I'm like with Gabby and you know what I mean? And I'm like dressing the way I wanna dress or whatever and I'm like letting my hair be natural. And all of a sudden it's like, wait, am, am I like, I don't know, do people think I'm like a chonga? You know what I mean? Like I get yeah. like this kind of identity crisis sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was just something he couldn't relate to. He yeah. just couldn't relate, he just absolutely, there was no, he just couldn't relate to it at all. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think it can be, it can be tough. Have you ever witnessed any of that with a, person you've been dating uh man i you know me i'm pretty malleable i'm pretty easygoing <laughs> yeah. so like i i i haven't personally experienced that i have i have dated girls where we've gone to like you know the the, the black side of the family like mm -hmm. a, like an event or like a wedding the or, barbecue yeah yeah and, and i mean i you I, were invited to the barbecue yeah of course <laughs> duh I mean, come on you know me for like a year am I? of course i would be invited to the barbecue of course, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, for me, I, I can, I can talk to a wall, right. I, you know what I'm saying? I can talk to anybody. Right. I, I can kind of get dropped into a lot of different situations mm -hmm. and just, you probably get annoyed when we have our calls because you're like, Daniel will not shut up. No, I love yeah. it. Cause I'm like, Daniel will not shut up. So like, <laughs> yeah. let Daniel do his thing. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I personally, I've never experienced anything that I was ex extremely caught off guard by or, or turned off by yeah. or, or got into a. A major confrontation out of um, most of it has been social circle, uh, even LA based or or upbringing where I was where I was raised from. You know, that's yeah. a great point because maybe because we're not from LA, yeah. that could be something. Because yeah. you know, I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood, so yes. that could be a very deep core thing that I am having an epiphany about right now. So thank you, Daniel. <laughs> That's welcome. what was that good for you is for. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so I want to end the episode with what advice would you give somebody um, in an interracial relationship who might be experiencing um, some disconnect or some issues um, from the person who's of color side and from the white side? Like what advice would you give to somebody? Listen. Just okay. talk and listen on both sides. Yeah. Do your best to be patient and, I guess, show compassion and be open to um, uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. And just talk and listen. I, I would probably say, and I mean, this is a lot of aspects of my life, but I would say this definitely on the relationship side, lead with love. Mm -hmm. If you lead with love, like for the most part, you can get through 90 five percent of the issues but also from from my perspective again like i said i heard that quote a month ago right and, it, and like flashbacks 
learn from the experience. And, and there's one recurring uh, through line through this entire podcast. It's been that there are recurring experiences where I look back on them now and say, you know, if I only would have maybe listened instead of just trying to fix it right. so we can get past it. Yeah. If, if you can listen and learn from it yeah. and evolve. Yeah. That's so, so, so important. Wow. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, I think it's a lot easier than it was 40 or 50 years ago. Oh, yeah. And hopefully yeah. it only gets easier moving yeah. forward. But um, if, if, if you keep your heart in the right place and I think are always willing to evolve and learn, you can make it work, you know? And, Absolutely. And, and that's the key from my perspective. At yeah. Least. I think the same thing too about like unco the uncomfortableness. Like people, it's hard for people, it's getting easier, but it's hard for people to want to tackle uncomfortable situations. It's, and it's hard sometimes for, for people to ask uncomfortable questions. Like, is this right? Is this okay? Um, my friend said this, like, how do you feel about, it? you know what I mean? Just like mm -hmm. letting yourself be uncomfortable because like you're, there's no progress unless you gotta get out of your comfort yeah. zone. Mm -hmm. There's no progress and we can't evolve if we're not willing to be uncomfortable, y'all. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. how you create growth, man. Absolutely. Thank you guys for being on this episode. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you're listening on any of the podcast apps, please leave it a good rating. If you're watching on YouTube, like this video, subscribe for more, and I will see you next time. That's it. Thank you. We did it! We did it!